It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast. Time for the Drive Brew Ha Ha with Herlinda Harris. Cheers. The Drive Brew Ha Ha is brought to you by the Russian River Brewery and the Victory House at Poppy Bank Epicenter. Our guests today are Christoph Panek and Marcin Ostavieski from the Brauer Fortuna and Brauer Grodisks from Poland. And I think I pronounced <laughs> I all of those say, correctly. Nice job, Harry. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. Yeah, hello. Nice hello, hello. It was nice. It was correct. Thank you. <laughs> Harlinda, what are these guys doing here? Uh, well, dzień dobry, as you would say, uh, good day in Polish. Um, and dziękuję, thank you for being uh, here. They just came all the way from the World Beer Cup in Nashville, uh, but... Originally, they they are actually from Poznan, Poland, which is actually the very first place I judged uh, beer in Poland for the Kraft Roku uh, National Beer Competition. And I'm really honored to have you guys here in the studio. And the Groditsky style, which we've had before from other Polish brewers, um, is becoming hot, like really cool in like around the world and in the U.S. But these guys actually saved and brought back commercially the Groditsky style even in actually the actual brewery where the Groditsky, the Brovar Groditsk yeah. was actually at. So that was a really, really cool story. And so I know there's some brewers listening right now um, that have been wanting to do some collaborations with you guys on this beer. So I think it would be really cool for you to tell us a little bit history yeah, and okay. about you, yourselves and then also like about Groditsky <laughs> beer style. Yeah, we need to. I think we should start there. We're talking about the Groditsky beer style, but we need to tell our audience what that is. I would imagine most of them might not have heard of it. So, what does it mean when a beer is done in Groditsky style? And this is the only Polish beer style, so that's why it's important for us. And it was born in the city of Grodzisk. That's the, where is the name from. And um, it's a very unique beer because it's the only one beer style in the world which is brewed 100% with the wheat malt. And the speciality also is that it's uh, the smoky malt and it's smoked with the oak wood. And uh, the brewing process is very difficult because of the 100% wheat malt. And it's uh, for those which knew a bit about Belgium uh, styles brewing, uh, it's it's it's. Um, quite similar to brewing the old gas. Uh, a goose, okay. Yeah, so so it's 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 a very long lasting brewing process. Mashing is very very uh, important, and and uh, uh, f- mash filtration is very important then uh, for this beer. And the the thing also is that this is a very light beer. It should mm. be very sparkling, ref- uh, refreshing, refreshing. Uh, light in alcohol and re-fermented in a bottle. That's why now we cannot claim it, uh, but but uh, in the past, historically, uh, we have still the, advertises, the advertisements from uh, the beginning of the 19th century, and this beer was advertised as a Polish champagne because yeah. it's, it's very sparkling and with a huge uh, head of foam, and it was always served with some champagne like uh, glass in uh, glass so the presentation of this beer is also a part of the whole story of this beer because uh, this is a very nice presentation in glass uh, so before you taste it uh, you see that this is really something special. And you can't use the term champagne because the folks in France mm, get really yeah, snippy about it, don't they? It's somehow it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd think that, like, well, so this is an original Polish style, and it's not a protected uh, name or style 
yet. No, first of all, we are not going to protect it. That's, but even if we would have to, if we would like to have it protected, being protected, uh, this is not possible because uh, in European Union, uh, you cannot protect a name which is uh, which has a source with the name of the city or, or the mm. region, and this is the name which is coming from the name of the city. So it's we can you cannot protect it. The only thing we can protect is a label. What I'm talking about is the protected denomination. You can only call Parmigiano Reggiano from Parma. Champagne, you can only right. call from Champagne um, uh, as well. So those are those are protected. As long as you you brew this beer uh, through to style, uh, you can call, call it that it's brewed in Grodzicki style. It's it's absolutely yeah. possible. And they actually want to get. Groditsky being brewed all over the world now, every brewery. And this is kind of our mission because uh, the brewery was uh, was stopped in 1993, and it took 22 years uh, to bring it back uh, and to have this Groditsky beer being brewed uh, in Grodzisk city. And uh, that was a long process, but thanks to the home brewers from Poland and thanks to some craft brewers from all over the world, which were still Brewing uh, Grodziskie, uh, uh, we had a chance to talk to those people how they brew, but also we spent like two years uh, researching on the old recipes, old documents, uh, talking to people. We found old brewers from Grodzisk city and we were meeting them, making ah. notes, uh, making studies. So that was really to bring back the taste, the aroma. Uh, to make, a, let's say, new Grodziskie, but in the old way, uh, it took us two years. Uh, and, of course, on top of that, we had to refurnish the, the old buildings and put the new machines there. But also we did it in a way that all the machines are exactly the same size like it was before, and I, they are located exactly on the same positions like it was before. H how old is that brewery? The brewery, th this this particular place, uh, the first um, uh, documentation is from the middle of 19th century, but the beer style, the first notes about the beer style are, are from 1301. 1301, wow. Why did the original brewery shut down? Uh, because it was uh, not efficient enough, and uh, that, that was a time... Was that during Soviet time? No, no, no. Ju but just after, and... And in Soviet time, they were maintaining this brewery because in Soviet time, no, no, nobody was looking for economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so brewery was not bringing money, but that was not an issue. But uh, Poland uh, became f free from communists in, uh, in 1989. It was in June. And, and that, that was the moment when the new investors from all over the world, they, they came to Poland to invest in different businesses. And also the big brewers, they were coming. And, th and, and that's what happened, that they just, when, when they came, they, ma they make a, their um, balance sheet <laughs> and they realized that thi this will never bring money. Not cost-effective. Uh, not cost-effective. So, so let's uh, minimize our operations and let's focus on the big brewery in Poznań uh, where we can brew lagers because lagers uh, were demanded in Poland in those times because in communistic times we couldn't get proper an amount of consistent and good quality lagers. Yeah, so so the, the consumers, beer consumers, were just simply demanding 
Good beer. You're going to tell us a little bit about this because this is from a homebrewers competition, and the winner got to brew this with you folks. Yes, precisely. Uh, we organized the homebrewers competition, uh, of course, to promote the style, but also to see what people, what homebrewers can do with the style. Uh, meaning, uh, within a competition, we have two categories. One is classical Grzyskie, uh and of course, in that category, uh, we award people, but we cannot brew another version of the basic Grzyskie at our brewery. That's why we have another category, uh, which is variations on Grzyskie, when uh, brewers can do almost everything. Uh, the only thing that they cannot use are Britannomyces. Because at the brewery we have open fermenters, only open fermenters, so it's too risky to use wild it, yeast. It, yeah, it could kill, like yeah. not kill, but change everything. Yes. Change the strain that we right. brought back from the dead. Yeah, yeah and so. for those uh, for those that don't know, Britannomyces is what like really makes your sour beers like sour for the most part, or your wild beers and your mm-hmm. spontaneously fermented beers. Which and they're quite aggressive. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. change the. That's why they're wild. Yeah, <laughs> they, they will eat everything. <laughs> Uh, so we allow homebrewers to do anything they want except Britannomyces. Okay. And then uh, the best beer from the competition uh, is being brewed by us with the homebrewer next year to be available during the fest that we organize together with the competition. So that's the prize. The grand yeah. prize is getting to brew professionally with you folks, whatever style they've come up with. So this year, or like this last year, it was actually with a smoked pear. So do you still smoke... The wheat, the malt, because it's a wheat malt that's lightly smoked, right? Yes. So the the wheat malt, of course, uh, is is a key issue um, or key uh, ingredient in this beer. Yeah, because it's different for this it's, than most people think of. And yeah, and and uh, it's smoked with oak. Uh, usually, it's it's. Um, uh, uh, it's not the oak which is used for for smoking. Um, it's the fruit uh, woods which are sm- used uh, very often. But uh, here we have a wheat which is also absolutely unusual because um, uh, instead barley, of barley, instead yeah. of barley, mm-hmm. and. Uh, during uh, this whole process of re- re-erecting the brewery, um, we, we were looking very hardly to get some wheat malt smoked. And that was very difficult and, and it was not available. So, so we, we had to, to find somebody to make it for us. And, and uh, luckily we did it and we found a small, a very old-fashioned uh, and very nice uh, floor malting uh, malt house. In Czech Republic, next to the uh, next to Polish border, uh, in the city of Bruntal, and uh, we, they they agreed to make uh, they have agreed to make this uh, malt for us uh, based on our recipe, uh, which was developed uh, let's say together. I, I am a master from the, my degree and a brewer, uh, and so that was I went to Bruntal for the first uh, malting process, and we made it together, and now they are making this right, malt. Right, so you it, right you have a master's and like you're. Brewmaster, but you also have like your master's degree and with malting as well too, like and the science of malting and sensory, and in economics. Yes, <laughs> good for a business person yeah. to have a degree in economics. Well, and Harry will actually like this because Harry is a theater uh, guy. He also organizes the national choir competition nice. in Poland. Yeah, that's true. He's a he's a, a bass tenor no, wait. Baritone. baritone baritone singer as well <laughs> what don't you do <laughs> Marcin you mentioned home brewing is home brewing big in Poland uh, yes yes it's, it's very big and frankly a lot of styles uh, 
who were uh, which were endangered during their years were kept alive by the homebrewer society because uh, okay we have a homebrewer society which is um, gathering together let's say registered homebrewers that uh, do some things uh, together and organize some some talks and some competitions but there are also a lot of people who do not uh, 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 belong to the organization, but still they are brewing a lot of beers at home. Uh, so uh, let's say it was um, one of the effects of uh, Polish market lacking uh, good beer for years. Yeah, so it was easier to uh, develop uh, home brewing society in Poland when you couldn't buy uh, a decent beer uh, in a shop. So make it yourself. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Actually speaking, uh, to bring back to live Grodziski style, uh, um, the main help came from homebrewers. The, the yeast that we have now were um, uh, stored by the homebrewers, by, by Andrzej Sadownik, who got it from the uh, Microbiology Institute in Łódź. But, but he, he was the guard of those yeast, and he shared those yeast with us. So, so the, the, let's say the homebrewers' role in the bringing back to life Grodziski style is absolutely uh, dominating. Because the yeast, are, they're live, obviously, um, but for we have people like listening in their cars and at work and all over the place. So the the yeast can be propagated and handed like down through families and like some like are carefully guarded secrets and in yeah. vaults and at home in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the proper conditions, but it's possible that that but, that, but that's it was how probably it like somebody's great great grandma that handed this down because a lot of the brewers were women. A long time ago. That, that's true. That's true. But uh, at the moment, it's different, unfortunately. But we, we have a lot of uh, ladies working uh, at the brewery. So like, that's like Dorota. Dorota, yeah. yeah that I judge yeah. with in, in uh, Poland. But yes. there's, not, there's not very many mm. women. Uh, and right she's now. also an expert in Grodziski. And she was also ah. the one which was helping us to work on this. Okay. So uh, there were b- many uh, good people uh, working on this project. People always ask me, like, Poland? They have any? How are the beers there? And I'm like, gosh, Poland has such an old history. And Sometimes you can find Grodziska being named Grecer, and Grecer is just a German name of Grodziska, because some people out there is telling us, ah, Grodziska is not coming from Poland; it's coming from Germany because it's Grecer. No, no, <laughs> it's it's Grecer because in, in in a certain moment Poland was occupied by Germans, and the city of Grodzis was called Grec. And the beer was Grecer, and that's it. Yeah. Well, we're talking about Grodziski beer. It has got more than 700 years of tradition behind it. It is brewed with the local Grodzisk water, the Grodzisk yeast, and 100% wheat malt smoked over oaked wood in line with the Grodzisk's recipe. Brewhaha is brought to you by the Russian River Brewery and the Victory House at Poppy Bank Epicenter. Our guests today are Marcin Ostoyevsky and Christoph Panek, from the Brovar Fortuna and Brovar Grodzisk of Poland. You gentlemen just came back from Tennessee, right? Yeah, a long way from Tennessee, four hours flying. What were you doing there? Um, Craft Brewers Conference. Um, World Beer Cup. World Beer Cup. Yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, that was our goal to be in Nashville. And we, we want to learn a bit, uh, not only the, the lectures, but also the people, the atmosphere, the... the Patty's fried uh, chicken, you uh, know. I'm <laughs> jealous. 
That's true. That's true. Uh, one of our friends told us to, uh, to, to go there, and that it was a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you end up coming from Nashville to Santa Rosa? Uh, that's that, that's uh, Martin. Uh, he organized it because uh, he met uh, Helinda in Poland uh, during the competition, and and that's how it happened. You know, the the, the thing with Helinda is, uh, I just uh, asked her uh, what places uh, would you recommend in this region because we already planned to maybe uh, set up a visit in Russian River because they have uh, pretty decent and pretty. Uh, large barrel aging program and we are also uh, trying to uh, get our uh, barrel aging program bigger so i only asked her what could you recommend what places and she said come to my place and i will take you everywhere so <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works they're even staying with me so party at my house sure. tonight if you want to try polish beer yeah. uh, we are going to go to fourth street russian river um, brewery pub Uh, Natalie arranged for us to go there tonight, so we're going to go have uh, dinner there later. If anybody wants to come and meet these folks and talk about Groditsky uh, beer and learn more about the styles and um, make them practice their English, because I think they're doing pretty good uh, overall. So Better than I'm doing with my Polish. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of brewing, what are we tasting right now? Um, that's a quite special beer, and uh, a little bit again about, because I like uh, stories. <laughs> and this is the beer that uh, that we made because uh, one day I had an idea: uh, what can happen if we if I would take our Baltic porter, uh, which won uh, bronze in the European in in the World Beer Cup a few years ago, and then uh, gold in the uh, European Beer Star. So it's quite awarded. So I, I had an idea: what what will happen if I will freeze it? And so I took a container of five liters. I cannot convert it into other. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> liters will we, go. We, yeah, our metric is in that. <laughs> <great>. So <laughs> five liters uh, plastic container, and then then I took away everything from my deep freeze, everything from my deep freezer at home. So my my wife was <laughs> very happy about this, but, and 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 I put it uh, for for two weeks to the to the deep freezer, and then I took it away, and uh, there was a. Uh, something very interesting inside because there was a, like there was an ice uh, and below the ice like one third of the container there was uh, a liquid which was very much condensed and though that was a condense of alcohol and the aromas extract taste you know, so everything con concentrated and we i took it to labo and to the brewery we tasted it together and we said yes this is <laughs> this is really something uh, extraordinary And then, then how it started. Then, then we started our barrel a, uh, aging project, and this is something which Martin is uh, working on very heavily. And and uh, yeah, and we started searching for different barrels, putting this iced, distilled Baltic porter to different barrels to taste how it is. And that's how it started. We started with just few barrels. Uh, now after. Uh, And, and after four or five years of the project, we have like 300 barrels at the brewery. Some of them are barrels for the wild beers because we do also wild beers, uh, uh, but ma majority is for aging. You so started with five liters, which, by the way, is a gallon and a third. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Looking for the conversion. Thank you. Just a gallon and a third. Yeah, and that's you, how it now was. you're under hundreds of barrels. Uh, now we do like batches of 1,000 bottles. Mm, more or less. So this is aged in Jack Daniel barrels. So did you go to Jack? So Jack Daniels is in 
Tennessee, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Did you could you get to go there this time? March, did you go there? Uh, no, no, not yet. But we are still uh, probably too little to even talk with them. Uh, <laughs> you never but, know. But you, you never know, of course. But, but still, uh, we try to source as much uh, different bourbons as possible when we were now uh, uh, during CBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they have their own characteristics, they give uh, different effects. And uh, we wanted to not only to buy directly if it's possible, right. but also to uh, be able to buy more bourbons that are available in uh, in Europe, uh, meaning casks, yes. Right. So uh, then we will be later uh, able to, you know, say, okay, for the Baltic Porter, the best would be this one. Like and an, like for the Irish barley wine, maybe this one. Like, yeah. like Irish whiskey barrels yeah. would probably be easier to get. Actually, what we are doing is like at the moment we have like 35, 40 barrels uh, that we want to commercialize, mm-hmm. and we all, all and we also have like 20, 25 barrels always when we make a single barrel experiments. And if you like the beer, then we make it on a bigger scale. But before it goes on a bigger scale, we t- we are taking this beer to the beer festivals. Ah, so, and you have the beer geeks and telling you a, what they think. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's that's how we are working now with this barrel aging project. Well, so like we have a lot of wineries here, and of course we have some distilleries as well, and of course a lot of breweries. So the the wood in the barrels has its own like uh, components, like v- vanillin and things like that. This beer that we're having is luscious. This barrel aged. Jack Daniels barrel aged Baltic Porter. This is fantastic. It's beer, but it's not. But it's a, it's a liquor <laughs> yeah. because technically speaking, it's a beer. But the way it tastes, the way it, it's presented, it's 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 a uh, it's, and a it's liquor. delicious. By the way, whatever it is, it's delicious. <laughs> and you said it's, a, it's a, it would be illegal for the in the U.S. to be able to make this no, because as, it's been distilled. As far as as I know, or Martin was checking this, that there are certain rules that you cannot uh, uh, can claim as a beer the ice that uh, distilled. So like products. ice box, we could make, do the ice box. Yeah, the, there are problems with making uh, ice box because. Uh, in it's terms of style, okay, the base style is different, but is an icebox. Yeah, it's a it's a type of icebox, but made from different beer. So uh, there is a problem with icebox in the U.S. Uh, just because, according to TTB regulations, you cannot remove more than 0.5 percent water from the beer. Ah. Uh, so they treat freezing the beer only mm-hmm. as a technical process to aid the the taste to remove part of the of flavors or whatever. Uh, but there is there is hope <laughs> for American brewers because uh, I, I've because seen we some, are here. some <laughs> I, I've seen some media articles uh, on on the topic that TTB plans to maybe change the law in the future uh, because in Poland it's uh, possible uh, probably mostly because of that when you concentrate the beer you pay the you pay the excise tax uh, from the new values so in fact you pay yeah. more. Uh, because, right, so money talks. We, we just recalculate plateau from the original plateau before freezing to a new one uh, after freezing, and that's it. And that's mm-hmm. that's a base to pay excise. And what they're talking about with the plateau is the, um, which is also ABV, which is alcohol content. Mm-hmm. We're wrapping up this week's Drive Brouhaha with Herlinda Harris. Nastroria. And her guests, Krzysztof Panek and Marcin Ostojewski from Browar Fortuna and Browar Grozisk in Poland. <laughs>
<laughs> I got it back. Uh, <laughs> now taste some more uh, Baltic Porter. Uh, it's delicious. It's absolutely Jack delicious. Board, and then say that three times fast. No, <laughs> I'm just going to say But And then I'm leaving myself a little bit of the Groditsky because it is so refreshing to have afterwards, which is funny because you wouldn't think of a, a smoked beer as a really lightly smoked mm-hmm. beer as being refreshing. But I, from the first time I tried a Groditsky in Poland, I thought, because I don't like smoke things usually that much. And I was like, this is really refreshing. It's really crisp. And, and I would imagine the colder it is, the better it tastes. It is. That's why I came in with my Beatles cooler and had it like wrapped in cold. But Poland is already so cold when I'm there <laughs> <laughs> that it's like, it just, no matter what you have. The Baltic Porter actually makes more sense when you're there when, in December. But to serve this beer in uh, very cold, it makes sense also because it's refermented in a bottle. Otherwise, it will be just jump out from the bottle being warm. Yes. Ah, so right. so that also makes sense because of that. But in general, the the the, the, make, the main mistakes that we see in brewing uh, Groziskie all over the world is that it's not so much refreshing. And this beer should be very light and very refreshing in taste and aroma. They're over-smoking yeah. um, when they're trying to make the Groditsky styles in other places. Actually, that's why we, we, we have kind of mission. We are going around uh, and saying to all the brewers, hey, guy, if you want to brew Grodziska and you want to make it uh, the way we, we are brewing it in Poland, uh, uh, we are open to help you and we can deliver you knowledge and, and uh, materials uh, because uh, it's, it's our goal to, to have this style being back uh, in life. All over the world. All over the world, yep. So then, so that the malt um, and the hops are really pretty specific. I think that possibly we have some, we have like Admiral Malting here in California who would probably be interested in trying to smoke the wheat like the way you guys do. But you have this Czech malt, maltery mm-hmm. who is actually, like they are exporting to one place mm, yeah. Live Oak, but like maybe eventually you'll be able to get it all over, you know, distributed. We made a call up in, here in the US and in Poland with Live Oak because because uh, they are brewing uh, Live Oak brewing uh, in Austin, Texas Yeah, mm-hmm. they are brewing European styles and they are brewing Grodziska for many many years already, so they were our let's say first choice to, to work with and they are already buying this this, this uh, Czech malt uh, and using it here in the US What about the hops? Marcin, you um, were talking about our f- friend Pavel uh, that he actually went in to the agriculture board and got the special hops. Uh, tell, what's the name of the hop? Uh, the name of the hop is uh, Tomiski. Uh, again, from the name of the city, uh, the full name of the city may, may be confusing because it's Nowy Tomyśl. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, the other name of the hop uh, could be also Nowy Tomyśl, which is even more confusing. But, but, <laughs> but still, the, uh, the thing is that that was uh, one of the varieties that were uh, grown uh, near to the to the city of Grodzisk uh, back in the history. But since those farmers were quite competitive uh, for German farmers, uh, in the beginning of the World War II, uh, there was a specific order to destroy the farms. Mm-hmm. So most of the farms in Western Poland were destroyed by German army. How, how dumb. They should have like been thinking about that they might want that food or the beer later, right? 
Oh. Yeah, they, they just decided to destroy it. To yeah, make I don't it think thinking for was involved yeah, in that yeah. decision. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe that's, that's also a cause. Uh, so uh, the farms were destroyed, but, of course, some of the plants were uh, hidden by, by the farmers. And after uh, the war during communist times, no one ever wanted to get back to those varieties from, from the area of Grozis because... The efficiency was too low. And the yeah, again. They were, Once they, again, they were not yeah, aromatic enough, bitter enough. Yeah, and you would have to invest in those hop farms from the scratch, yeah? And you already had a, uh, another region near Lublin known for mm. hop farming, so why to start from scratch? Uh, that's why when uh, we were searching for the Tomiski variety, the only place that had it, had the living plants, uh, was uh, uh, something called um, the Institute of uh, Farming in mm. Lublin. And they store all the varieties developed over the years in Poland. So mm. our friend uh, Paweł Piłat from, from Polish Hops uh frankly the the only polish farmer who is developing new varieties recovering older mm -hmm. varieties and probably also the one of the uh few farmers that export polish hops uh he when we contacted him he was of course excited about the <laughs> idea yeah. uh so cool. with with our small help uh he started from you know a few rhizomes taken from from the institute to have amounts enough for us to have Tomiski for all of our uh, Grodziskie. And even from like this year, uh, he has enough Tomiski to also offer it to a couple of smaller craft brewers uh, from Poland who use it not only for Grodziskie style, mm. because uh, this hop is, is quite similar to uh, Lubelski or Żatec mm. uh, varieties, but with a small... Uh, like refreshing, slightly citrusy uh, tone to it, uh, or fruity. Uh, so they also decided to use it in their pilsners or uh, mm, nice. pale ales. Yeah. So it's it's gaining momentum also. I want to get this little bit of information in before we run out of time, which is the websites that you can visit for more information about the beers that we've been talking about. Brovargrodzitsk.com, that's B-R-O-W-A-R-G-O-D-Z-I-S-K.com. And then Brovar Fortuna, which is B R O W A R F O R T U N A dot P L. Visit those websites and you can see some of the history of the beers that we're talking about and some of the beers that we're talking about. And we'll about. be posting links to the breweries on the Facebook page for Brouhaha and also on the podcast. BrouhahaRadio.com. Yep, and then shared all over the world because our friends in Poland tell me that they listen to the show quite a bit, actually. So, like, what else would you guys want people to know about um, not only your brewery, but... but uh, Polish beer, um, Poland, because right now, like, so th two years ago, right before the invasion into the Ukraine, I was judging in Zhezhev, which is right on the border where the Ukraine refugees started coming in. I mean, Poland has been such a help to the, the Ukraine, Ukrainian refugees. I know, Christoph, you housed a family in your home, and a lot of my friends there in Poland have done everything from money to clothes to food and everything there um and i really don't you know don't stop traveling to poland go to poland is a great place to go to it's very safe to go as well but what do you want people to know i mean the historical side of groditsky is one thing and the sentimental 
Poland is full of very good beers, uh, very good craft beers, and uh, the only way way to taste them is to go to Poland, to come <laughs> to Poland, because unfortunately they are hardly available here in uh, in US. So um, uh, we we have a very long uh, beer culture in Poland and, and a uh, long history and a long history which is related also to the beer as we can see from Grodzisk Brewery. Yep. Marcin, your final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts? Uh, just as uh, Krzysztof said, visit Poland. That is the uh, first thing to do. Uh, not only regarding uh, Polish craft beer scene, but also uh, Polish cuisine or Polish culture. I love Polish food. <laughs> and the best way is to, to visit and taste it in the places that the dishes were born. Have you example. had a Polish sausage since you've been here? Uh, it's not available. It's not allowed to enter with sausage. So. <laughs> uh, the meat, yeah. No, he means, he means like U.S. ones. Actually, I am taking them. They're going to get to have some homemade kielbasa from my friends Peggy and Kevin. I'm taking them to Armstrong Woods. We're going to go out to Stumptown Brewery. We're going to Russian River, of course. And we already had tacos was the first thing we had. <laughs> uh, you got it. All right. Our guests have been Marcin Ostajewski and Krzysztof Panek. Quickly. Brugrodiske uh, in U.S., please. <laughs> Somebody as come up and possible. talk to them. They want to brew it here in this country. Yes. Again, our thanks to Marcin Ostajewski and Krzysztof Panek from the Browar Fortuna and Browar Rodzisk in Poland. That's it for the Drive Brew. Ha ha.